Hello and welcome to Tea O'Clock. With Kella. Bring your tea. And leave with more. Welcome back. This is episode 19, I believe. Oh. And this week we have a returning guest with us. Woo! Georgina back. Hello. Thank you for inviting me back. Thank you for helping us come up with the idea for this podcast. Oh, thank you. That's very generous. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the film Moxie on Netflix because we watched it together last week on a Netflix party mm. and thought, why not have a chat about it now? So here we are. I do wish in a way that we recorded it straight after we watched it, though, because my memory is flagging as per usual. But it's fine. We can help each other out with it. So, yeah, it'd be fine. I've kind of forgotten most of it as well, but I'm hoping as we talk, I'll remember And if not, it'll just be a very short episode. Yeah, that's all good. (laughs) I think it's just that when we watched it, I was so wound up by everything Mm. that it was, I was like, we have to talk about this. But now that I've partly forgotten it, I'm less wound up because as you're watching it, it's so infuriating, isn't Mm. it? But as we start talking about it and you bring things up, I'll be like, oh, that makes me so mad. So it'll come back slowly. it will. But let's do our what we're consuming before we yeah. begin. Feel free to join in, George. Do you, want to kick I... us off? do you want to kick us off with what you've been consuming this week? I... Did I say George or did I say Kerry? Because I need to think. Okay, Kerry. Wait, so do you don't want to go for I thought Ooh. I thought you wanted Ella to re-ask it so yeah. you could answer it. Like, no. about? Can Ella re-ask it and then Kerry <laughs> ask Okay. Kerry, kick us off. What have you been consuming this week? I don't want to go first either because I don't know. I haven't. I'll go then. I'll go. Also, I think you should keep all this in because it just is so funny. This is the trouble of virtually. You can't tell who you're talking to. Social cues are so hard. Okay, I'll start. Because I'm just looking at you and I know who I'm talking to. And I'm like. Hello. Yeah, hello. Go on, you start. Okay, okay. This week, I actually have three different things I wrote down for what I want. I've been doing a lot. Oh, wow. Come on. Maybe it's because I just didn't do any work over the, like, the four days of the Easter weekend. So I was just, like, watching everything. So I'm halfway through WandaVision, Mm -hmm. which is pretty good. Enjoying that. I'm pacing myself now, though, because it's, like, otherwise it'd just be over in, like, two days. Um, I watched Alien for the first time oh nice that was good enjoyed that and then Kerry knows this because we've been raving about it but the new Romeo and Juliet film I watched oh. this week so good so good good enough that we're gonna have a Romeo and Juliet episode next week and we've got Shakespeare and I'm Tom. so excited I'm gonna That'll watch it exciting. tonight so I'm ready yeah and then I finished reading Thursday Murder Club which was really good it was a really fun entertaining book so enjoyed that and I've been listening to lots of 70s music this week on my dog walk so yeah that's me what kind of 70s music like which artists so like Elton the Eagles Bowie of uh, who else Neil Diamond <laughs> all that good stuff been really always need like a sweet Caroline in your life yeah exactly <laughs> That's me. Fight it out between you with who goes next. Well, I think we should go in age order. (laughs) 
<laughs> How long has that been a rule? Just do rock, paper, scissors. I'm ready for rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Wait, are you doing rock, paper, scissors, then go? So, yeah. Okay. Right. I'm going to say rock, paper, rock, scissors, paper, scissors, and then you go blah. Oh, yeah, straight scissors. after scissors. scissors. And yeah. So the listeners okay. know what we've chosen. Okay. okay. Are you ready? ready? Rock, rock, paper, rock, paper, scissors. 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 I crushed you. Does that mean I go so next? Chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I have been re-watching this week some of Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Um, bit of a mouthful of a title, <laughs> but it's a very good series. It's only two series, um, but it's very fun and wacky, and it's by Douglas Adams, so it's kind of that level of um, strangeness that you expect from Douglas Adams. But it's a very fun, but also interesting plot. And it's basically unspoilerable because there's so many complicated (laughs) things that involve the other. Um, But I would recommend it if you're looking for something quite short to watch. Um, Reading-wise, I have read nothing... Um, which doesn't make this a good segment. <laughs> um, I basically had an enjoyable Easter weekend of no reading, no like, no uni work, just no thoughts, head yep. empty. Um, and it was fun, uh, but I will be returning to uh, A Tip for the Hangman, which is what I was reading before. So maybe on another episode... I can oh, say I finished it. That's um, bold of you to assume you're coming back. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I, this is my last ever <laughs> foray into tea with Keller. What have I been listening to? Uh, big mix. I've been listening to some instrumental stuff. Um, some I listened to the top hits of 2009. Uh, that oh, wow. was pretty good. Lots of hits there. Um. So I feel like I can't say anything in particular, but just most genres and most decades. We'll take that. Yeah. Oh no, it's my turn now, isn't it? Do you know what it was? Yeah. I couldn't think of what I read because I've just been reading that imaginary friend book. That's all I've been reading. It's taken forever. I've read 70% now. Wow. So making some headway of that. But I don't have anything new to announce that I've read. So I'm sorry, everyone. But yeah, I have been listening to, I listened to the West Side Story soundtrack today. I've been obsessed with the In the Heights soundtrack as well. That is amazing. I'm learning the rap to the opening number. So that's been a lot of fun. And watching, I've been watching The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I don't think I've said that before. And this episode was so good this week for anyone who watched it the snake bit I was loving it I know so some people know what I'm on about so yeah but no spoilers normally you don't hear the snake bit and that was really good and I was loving it in the same <laughs> sentence yeah I was expecting you to yeah. say like oh I was so creeped out oh no no it was really funny <laughs> are you two gonna watch it yeah yeah I just need to get over my fear of oh, new yes. programs. Oh yeah, I forgot this discussion. Yeah, I'll I'll get over myself eventually. 
you got to do it soon before the finale, I would say. I know, no that's pressure. A lot of, that's a lot of watching <laughs> to do with weeks, it. Though, surely. And only yeah. I'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks so much. Really appreciate it. Right, who's going to give us a plot summary then? I did it last week, so... George, you're the guest. Would you like to? It can be I mean, as basic as you want. I can try, and then you can just edit me out if I do it wrong, and it'll be like I never tried. You should have heard me the other week. It was, it was a Harry Potter was it. hard. Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It feels like everyone just knows. When you yeah, but we Harry thought Potter. we can't. We have a format. We have to follow it, even yeah. if everyone knows. So. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moxie overview. Um, a teenager, I'd say, I want to say 16. Yeah. That region, 16 to 18, around there. Um. She goes to a normal American high school um, and uh, something happens and she takes inspiration from her kind of punk feminist mum and decides to create a feminist zine tackling the issues against uh, women in her high school and then they create a whole society and it's like all the relationships, how they're impacted and influenced and how the school actually responds to the zine. Yes. That was very good. Yeah. You know, you said something happens. This is a genuine question. So I can't remember what does happen. Well, it wasn't a huge thing, but I think she just decides to go through her mum's like memorabilia from her teenage mm. years. And then kind of connects two and two and realizes that the same thing's happening at her school with the list yeah which is girls-esque another question before we get into it did we ever figure out what moxie actually is no should i quickly do a little Uh, google find out what the definition is because it must be an actual word because that's what the head teacher was saying or the principal Mm. i should say it must be a very american word yeah it says it's an informal north american word which means force of character determination or nerve and then like the little sentence that they give as an example is when you've got the moxie you need the clothes to match and it comes from the 1930s is where when it originated okay i was about to say the english equivalent and i thought oh no that'd be explicit so i can't but yeah okay i'm with you on that okay don't get me started on the head teacher. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, let's talk about the head teacher. Yeah, let's get you started. Let's go. Number one thing that wound us up. She was up there, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, Vivian had such self control. Vivian, the main character, mm-hmm. had such self control to just not erupt when the head teacher was like, oh, we don't really do this thing, and there's not really any evidence, and you should just keep on and ignore it and it'll all be sorted and it oh it, I think it's such a common attitude of not wanting to get involved because it means it's a bit complicated or messy or political even though it shouldn't be and mm. I think they got her character so right like without it feeling too forced yeah I thought that she was a really good character to have in that I perceived her as being like 
the example of women not helping themselves in a way and it's not just men who are part of the problem it's women as well and I think she was showing that you know sometimes women can be reluctant to speak up and do things and especially people of well not of our generation as well Uh, it was really good to just show her as being kind of like the female antagonist in it I'd say Mm. Um, and so it wasn't just purely like man-hating and it was more so showing her as being like okay you have this woman and she obviously has the wrong attitude compared to everyone else so I thought that was really good to include her in it they did a really good job with all the characters and I feel like yeah had such a good variety and they were really three-dimensional as well they had a really good spectrum of characters I think without it feeling like they were almost doing like one of each because then it could feel a bit formulaic but I think they really covered like a good cross-section of society yeah yeah, definitely and then there was what's his face the teacher you got to see like his yeah growth that was nice which was really good Mm. I forgot did we ever learn his name oh Mr Davies I think it was you say that so off the cuff, like, oh, yeah, I just, I know, I need that. I just have yes. got the cast fountain of knowledge. <laughs> I've got IMDb up, I'll let you all in on my secrets. Yeah, I thought that could have, yeah, he is positioned as the teacher. Like, he did take that stereotypical line at first, and it was really mm. nice to see that they didn't just keep him like that. I think what Moxie was about is, like, everyone has a capacity to change. Yeah. Mm. And to certain varying levels, like, everyone did. And I think that was really good. Mm. It wasn't just two-sided, and it had people who were for fighting sexism and people who were against and perpetuating it. It was a whole range of people of all genders, and they were all at different stages in realising, oh, okay, Mm. this isn't Mm. cool, this is what we should do. And I thought his was one of the best characters for that I love so much at the end when he supports them and he has the hearts and the stars on his hand yeah yes yeah, see they're not necessarily condemning him in the film they're more so showing okay he wasn't really aware of the issues to start with and that's okay because the girls made him aware and now he is supporting them I thought that was just yeah. such a nice touch and a good way to end the film well it was near the end wasn't it yeah yeah but no I think it more realistically shows how different people are at maybe different stages Mm. of understanding and realizing and then being able to do things about it rather than like you say it just being there half the people being for it half against makes it a bit more realistic yeah because you have like I think it's Lucy who's like who seems uber um like strong about it but in reality she's just right but because she's the only like extreme I'm doing like air quotes Mm. extreme one she feel like what her opinion is feels more exaggerated than it is and then Vivian moves along and then you have Claudia who's kind of got certain like barriers of herself Mm. that certain people don't realize I think that was important Mm. even though like they all seem like there's just one group of women like there is other things playing which I thought was really nice. I mean, I think people that don't really understand the concept would find that too, like, formulaic. Like, they'd be like, oh, they've got to have one that has this, one that this. But I think it's just reflective of the kind of classrooms you have nowadays. Yeah. yeah. I really like Claudia's character because 
I think it's good in that it showed as well that you don't have to be really, really vocal. And mm. you know, this image of a bra burning feminist, that's not what you have to be to be able to fight against sexism. Even I think Claudia said something like, oh, this is my little way of helping. Um, and mm. I don't know, what did she actually do? I don't mean that in a rude way. I mean, like, Jane, <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but she did something and she said, oh, this is just how I deal with it. I don't, it can be hard for people to be so vocal or to mm. you know, take really strong action. So I liked her character a lot. I think she like initiated Moxie as like an official society. So they got oh, certain privileges. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So that was like her way of enabling them. And it was good, as you say, that she, her character was good for showing about her experience being an Asian American and how that is completely different to say how Vivian has her experience as a white American and I thought that's really important that with feminism, it intersects with all different parts of your identity. And, you know, you have all these completely different experiences. Yeah, I really like that as well. That's a good Because doesn't her mum, Vivian's mum, at some point say, like, oh, when we were had our group, like, we were great, but maybe we should have been more intersectional and stuff. Like, yeah. there shows that, like, new generation, which I thought was, even though it was a very subtle thing, I thought that was really effective. Yeah, I really liked as well. Obviously, we were standing Clark Gregg being in it. That was yes. so exciting. As whatever he was called, Leak I Man. know his name. It is his his name. He is called. He is known by John. John. Oh, John, is that okay? Oh. Yeah. Oh. That was anticlimactic. No offence to John. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, when they were at the table for the dinner, mm-hmm. and I think Seth, the boyfriend, mentioned something about physics. So then he was mm-hmm. asking him about physics. And then Vivian's like, why won't you ask me about physics? Because mm-hmm. I'm a girl. And he just said, no, no. Do you want to talk about it? And I thought that was really nice in that. Because I don't like when people really nip picky and they're actively looking out for just yeah. everything completely wrong and against girls mm. and I don't think that's the right stance to take so I liked how he interacted with her and he was completely yeah. calm about it and being no that's not why men let's talk about it so yeah he was kind of annoying in that whole scene mm. to be honest yeah. like I know yeah. she was trying to make a point I'm not really entirely sure what point she was trying to make to her mum to be honest mm. But it was a little bit infuriating. Yeah. I think that was my least favourite part of the film, that mm. whole thing, because, like, she went, she was incredibly rude and, like, mm. you don't, like, yeah. just antagonistic and there's no dialogue created. And then she storms off, her mum follows her, and then she's suddenly like, why doesn't Dad want to spend Christmas with me? And that was the one bit of the film I would say was weak because mm. hardly knew about her dad. Like you didn't know if he was dead or divorced or left in the middle of the night. Like how many years ago was it? Mm. Why is this suddenly like a point of contention for her? So I think that needed to be built in a bit more because I I was like, oh, I thought he might have been dead. I didn't like yeah. some of the comments her mum made. So that whole thing, I think, yeah, that was my least favourite about the film. And I think it let it down slightly because it was just so confusing. 
It'd be interesting to read the book because maybe that was a mm. bigger plot point in a, and then they just could only really do it in a half-hearted way. I'm not sure. But I don't, I don't know whether it would make the film any better if they made more of her dad or what. I'm not really sure. Yeah, true. I mean, I suppose it's really more for like um, a clarity thing for the audience yeah. than like a, it. I think it just needed one line of dialogue. From like mm. the mum, be like, oh well, why do you think dad left? Or blah blah blah, or like some kind of self-deprecating thing that would fit with the mum's humour, mm. but mm. would just make it more clear in that moment because it seemed to be a really big moment for Vivian. But I feel mm. like the audience was quite detached from it because you're like, yeah. what she's so upset about? Like I don't really know any details. I think as well, because we forget that she, because she looks so much older, and I googled it and she's 26, I think, that, no, yeah, watching it is hard because that seems more immature to us a bit, mm. way, and I really don't like it because we all are so close to our mums, you think, you don't treat her like that, no matter how upset you are, so... I felt like that was something that maybe you'd watch more, you'd appreciate more when you're a bit younger and you're in your teenage stage and a bit <laughs> bargy So, and it would, but she didn't really get any punishment from it. Not that I wanted her mum to be like, go to your room, mm. whatever. Yeah. But she was a bit of a, oh, I don't know what word to say that's not explicit, but <laughs> a bit of a poo head. <laughs> oh, what and a blessing. <laughs> And she was so mean to her boyfriend and to John. And then after that, she just kind of got away with it and carried on. Yeah. that Probably that whole arc was a little, like, arc within the film. Yeah. Was maybe the most, like, unrealistic or... Mm. Or needed more explanation to why she suddenly, like, flipped her lid, basically. Yeah. Like, nope. Like, I can't even remember why. No, I can't even remember why. Was it? Oh, she... Is it because they lost? Because her friend uh, yeah. Kira, oh, yeah. she didn't get the scholarship. Was it? And yeah, was it Kira? She got drunk. It... Yeah. Mm. It was like, nope, it's all unfair. Hate the world. Mm. Yeah. One character mm. I liked and was so worried that I wouldn't end up liking was oh. Seth. Yeah. I was so scared he had like ulterior motives or something. Yeah, because you kept you kept like putting in the chat like I hope he doesn't tell everyone (laughs) some things. Because there is that worry that someone is gonna just like undermine her and like tell everyone and turn it all head. Because he was just so nice. It's just like can he be this nice? (laughs) Turns out he can. Yes. Some people can be really nice. That was really, ref- you know, when he leans over and he's got the stars and uh, hearts on his hand. Yeah. That was a great moment. Yeah. And even at the end, when he pulls up his sleeve and he's got Vivian written in marker on his arm because of some comments yeah. he made at the dinner. Yeah. Mm. I did think the whole, like, let's sleep in a coffin. Oh, no. that was a bit weird. Yeah, I, I was like, "Don't like, have your first kiss in the coffin." That was all no. I was worried about. Don't do it. I'm all for them just wandering around the funeral home, but not lying in a coffin. Yeah, music. Mm-hmm. I was just worried. Like, what would you do if the lid shut? Like, yeah, how easy it is. They're not really designed yeah. to be able to no, get out. Are they? Yeah. Oh, don't lie in coffins. Is the answer to that. <laughs> 
Yeah, lesson learned. No, but overall, it's interesting, isn't it, that we were expecting Seth to turn out a bit, mm. as I know, to do something bad. And I think it's because I don't remember personally seeing that many films that I don't know, are really pro-feminist where there are lots of male allies in it. And that was mm. so nice to see that it wasn't an all-girl thing, you know, and yeah. they had different genders who were you know, helping them out and equally supportive. And I loved that with Seth. He, his character was just amazing. I love that they didn't make a big thing of it either. He was yeah. just a good egg there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. He was a good little egg. I think, as, as you say, like, it's important to have male allies mm. Um which, yeah, in just I'm, I feel like I'm just repeating what you're saying, but you don't in the feminist like pro-feminist films you do see it's kind of forced or like it doesn't. I feel like it's been engineered like too much, but it, it felt just super casual the way they did it. And I think the idea of having like the stars and the hearts was um, like something that you would recognize as something people would do to show solidarity and then it's also quite powerful because then you can just have the clips of walking past and seeing people have Mm. them and it says a lot without actually saying it i really like how they ride around ah i don't know the character's name the trans one c day c nay c j c j like me oh yes yeah cj's character was super cool Mm. Oh. see that's good again it's not just men against women it's so inclusive that's what I love about it mm. oh my god when it was what did they it was some sort of production for the school and she got Rocky Horror was it no yeah. it was Little Shop of Horrors oh that's it Things suddenly Seymour and that was <laughs> so cool <laughs> that all of the people in that supportive bubble group they were good characters, I thought. Yeah. I would have liked yeah. It. If it was a TV show, that would be really cool because I think they could all have all these different story arcs that would be really interesting. Yeah, because they were all such different people, mm. but then all like joined with the mm. same ideals and goals in mind. In some ways, it kind of, mainly on like different characters, but not really plot at all. Remind me of 13 Reasons Why, like having that cross section. Yeah of people with lots of different stories but I mean yeah obviously the plot is very different (laughs) but Mm. something kind of like dealing with modern issues yeah it could have very easily been a film about this one girl against the entire school but they did more than that which was good yeah yeah what do you think was the worst part of the film not as in oh that was just a terrible decision to do that but more so that the characters did that really riles you up so many to be moments honest, most of the things that <laughs> patrick said yeah i just wanted to throttle him actually yeah. in his yeah, promo i don't know what his character is called i don't know either but in his promo on mitchell Insta, mitchell mm-hmm. he posted something and he said hands up if you want to punch this kid in the face <laughs> i think one of the things that actually got on my nerves the most mm-hmm. is when the teacher like just let Mitchell just walk in and like make a big scene and everything like don't they say that just 
like he's just enabling and like stroking his ego like he shouldn't be treated any differently like if you the class has started you're late don't start trying to be cool at the front like just take the seat and don't like encourage that and I think that's one of the things because then they think they can get away with whatever they want to do so even though I don't think it was obviously the most explicitly irritating moment that moment particularly for me irritated me because you see that all the time yeah Um, no I know exactly what you mean and it kind of sets up because then you're like okay you know exactly where this kid thinks he stands he thinks mm. he's higher and more important than everyone else and then that just causes issues yeah what was yours Kerry I really didn't like you know I think it was the first time when uh, Vivian spoke to Lucy and she was saying mm. oh just keep your head down and she said yeah I know he's annoying and then Lucy goes no he's more than annoying which was really cool then when Vivian said the same to Seth when he said that it's called Mitchell was annoying and oh it was just so frustrating to hear that word just calling him annoying and obviously they picked up on that and said there's more than that because trigger mm. warning and spoiler he's a rapist and mm. he harasses so many of the girls in school and yeah it's just oh, I hate when it's anything that's passed off as not being sexual harassment and it's just oh it's just how it is or mm. it doesn't count as that Oh, it's so annoying. like there's so many things that Mitchell does that I was really glad that they included in the film because they might come across as being small things but it happens to us all the time and it's horrible like just things like when he just touched Lucy on the shoulder mm. and she didn't like him she didn't want to be touched and he was making a big deal out of like why are you so wound up about me touching you and it's like well you don't just want a random person just like to come up and touch you no they did do a really good job of highlighting those things you even saw Vivian's like I don't know I don't know what you'd call it but her like realization that actually the Mm. things he was doing and saying aren't right and aren't Mm. okay Mm. yeah good to see her go from that conversation with Lucy being like oh just ignore him and he'll go away to her realizing that actually there's bigger issues behind it all yeah I think Mm. showing those small moments is important because it just shows how it's like it just perpetuates and then how that behavior can actually turn into something a lot darker and more serious Mm. but if those kind of things were stamped out then you probably wouldn't always get to the darker place that you would otherwise mm. I think it's also like perhaps it kind of links to like women in the workplace when they're feeling harassed like you'd rather just keep your head down you know like keep going and not draw attention to yourself because you feel like it's going to hamper your mm. future but if enough people take a stand against something then it becomes a recognized issue not just mm. an annoyance that people just deal with so I think it's got a lot of layers, the film. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like with Josephine Langford's character, who is called... Emma. Emma. Her character was really good in that. She was mm, kind of in the background a bit for most of the film. And then at the end, she sends an anonymous letter to Vivian saying that she's been raped and she doesn't know how to deal with it. Or I don't know what she says, but... Um, she just says that she's struggling and I like that 
it emphasizes how it's really difficult for women to speak up and it was really cool at the end how then she did not that you know Mm. anyone has to but that there were all of the other people around her and they all said that they believed her because that's the most important thing in Mm. that when you do speak up it's so difficult when quite often people will just be like oh I don't believe you or just making it up so I thought that was such a powerful way to end it with them all saying that they believed her yeah that was really good that was a lovely moment when they were all all outside because it shows that that unity and how we're all coming together and it's like the start of things getting better and Mm. progressing yeah and then the principal actually takes action Mm. and does something finally finally yeah yeah it's a shame it has to get to that point you wonder would she have ever done anything Mm. she said oh don't use the word harassment because i've got to do stuff Mm. oh that was such a cop out line (laughs) please don't use serious words because then i have to take responsibility it's like yes you're a principal for an entire school job (laughs) yeah she was one of the most infuriating characters And she silently, slightly redeemed herself. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad they didn't. It would have annoyed me more if they had this moment where the principal was like, I realise I'm wrong. I should never have done this. Because I think it's important to show that there are still people that don't yeah. take it entirely yeah. seriously. And, he, and yes, obviously it's a win that she called Mitchell into her office. Mm. But I think it would have been like almost soured if they pretended as if everyone suddenly changed their mind because we know that the reality is it's a hard process mm-hmm. yeah and I think it did do a good good a good thing it, it did well at, at showing the realities of it it wasn't fictionalized to the point where you don't believe the characters like you could believe them and see them as people who you know you know and things like mm. that doesn't quite make sense but mm. I think you know I'm you could like be planted in that school and you wouldn't obviously apart from it being American like you wouldn't say like what on earth is going on here (laughs) Mm. so like high school musical suddenly everyone dances and you've not got the memo (laughs) let's discuss the outrageous tank tops situation literally every girl ever who has gone to a school who at some point hasn't had to wear school uniform knows about the stupidity of dress codes i mean i'm not i'm gonna say that the school the dress code at secondary was yeah bad enough like we weren't allowed because at my school you basically you wear skirt or trousers and you could essentially they're essentially skinny jeans but they're not like made out of denim they're kind of Mm. like school trouser material if Mm. that makes sense but if you had you weren't allowed to have them with like your ankle showing um (laughs) And they literally oh, were like, because it's distracting. Like, hello, are we in the 1800s? And I, if I could go back now, I would have absolutely like taken them up on that and be like, why? Why is that it's not inhibiting anyone's learning? And if it is, then they need to be checked out because clearly if, if they think that ankles are going to stop someone from yeah. working, then... <laughs> Because, I mean, to my sick form, I'll be thankful. We had a very relaxed dress code. Like, it was wear whatever you want. And I never saw anyone get called up on it. But certainly at secondary, 
it was this big issue when it really shouldn't have been. It's like with the length of skirts, it's like, oh, it has to touch your knee. So when you're kneeling, the skirt touches the floor. And it's like, when am I ever going to be kneeling in my school uniform Mm. and need my skirt to touch the floor? Like it being just above my knee is not going to affect my learning or anyone else's. But they used to like check us walking into assembly. They check the length of our skirts. And if our skirts were too short, they'd like pull us aside. There'd be like a group of people whose skirts weren't the right length. What are they going to do? Like, that's the thing when she got sent home in the film. It's like, you just stopped this person from learning. Yeah. Just because she was showing her shoulders. Yeah. That was a very infuriating scene. Yeah. Uniform was such a big deal in my school. And it really annoyed me, especially about the skirts. We were allowed to have ours an iPhone length above our knee. But they even made us, because they stopped us... Well, I think like for the first couple of years, we could wear whatever skirt we wanted that was navy and the right length. But then they brought in that we had to wear like the ones that go out more, like pleated. Oh. So we could only get them from True Text. And they were so awkward. Like they, it wouldn't stay up on me. So I had to fold it over. It was just awful. I don't know why I couldn't wear pencil skirts. You can wear them to work. Mm. And um, anyway, we used to introduce to have to hold up our jumper so you could see if we'd rolled the skirts up but no one's gonna see like no one's gonna ask you to do that so why does it matter are you so annoyed and every time when we walk into each class on the way in they do a uniform check and then pull you aside and be like you've got a royal skirt down or they send you to c1 and for people i mean like to our detention room Mm. and people would have whole days in detention just for having the wrong uniform or like having a piercing in which is so stupid because their whole point is like, oh, it's unprofessional, it's distracting. How, like, what, it's not impacting my learning, what I look like. If you come in yeah. and you're or something, that is not okay. <laughs> but otherwise, why are you that bothered? Let me wear what I want. Mm. It really used to wind me up, but I never did anything. I, don't know I wish I we all did more against it. Yeah. But I think, mm. I, mean, when, I mean, to a certain extent, when we were younger, like, these kind of issues weren't really talked about mm. as much. Mm. But also, when you're that, when you're young, you're like, oh, no, I don't want to make a stir. But we would have had every right to yeah. make a stir. Like, we, were, we yeah. weren't doing anything wrong. Mm. So, past self, I would tell you, get annoyed yeah. at <laughs> dress codes. Because I get it to the extent that, of course, they want everyone to look smart and uniform Mm. and represent the school well. But having two piercings instead of one or having your (laughs) skirt a tiny bit above your knee or showing your ankles isn't going to reflect badly on the school. No, it's not going to bring a whole school to a standstill. (laughs) Same with dyed hair as well. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> so and they even did it with makeup right? at our school. Like you couldn't wear too much makeup. Yeah, so yeah. They would like and to be natural makeup. It's like what? And so with nail varnish as well. Like mm. you're not allowed to have coloured nail varnish. And yeah, it it's just ridiculous. And mm. they have they just do not have any limits on the boys like they could turn up with like wrecked trousers with mud Mm. and Mm -hmm. grass and holes or whatever but that's just oh 
They've been playing too rough on the field. Like, that's bad for presentation for the school. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. you watch, like, three boys with ratty trousers on mm. that are covered in mud. Like, yeah. why aren't they sent home to change their trousers? Mm. Well, wine's Simple milk is standard. just a difference between how many rules are on what we can wear versus what the boys can wear. Absolutely. I mean, this is not, luckily, it's not a bad code. It was just a silly one. We had a rule where we couldn't wear our coats inside. Like, when we entered the classroom, we had to immediately take our coats off. Like, you couldn't just sit on a chair with your coat on. It was very random. Did you have to, to ask, ask permission the... to take your blazer off? Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Why? Even if when you're it was hot, boiling hot. Off. Boiling hot, you had to walk around in your blazer. Yeah. Unless it was... Yeah lunch or break or you would ask the teacher in your lesson if you could take it off that's so silly our summer uniform was you could either um not have your blazer but you had to have your like tie and top button done up or you could have your blazer uh and not wear your tie but you had to have your top button up which just looked ridiculous Mm. (laughs) so i always went with just blazer and tie because you just look ridiculous either way. Yeah. No, they actually let us wear polo tops in summer. Mm. So what? how generous of them. That was very nice. I didn't even get polo mm. tops at... No, did I get polo tops at primary school? Yeah. Yeah, uh, surely. Yeah. Surely. We wore polo <laughs> no, it wasn't that all the time at primary. <laughs> summer dresses. Oh, I used to love wearing mine. They were great. But there was also a weird thing in, in my brother's year at sixth form because you could wear, like, I think it was, like, smart casual at sixth form, whatever. Mm. And the, in the summer, when it was hot, the girls were allowed to wear skirts, but they told the boys that they weren't allowed to wear shorts. Oh! So my brother and his mates, in, like, protest of this, what one day they all went in in skirts. I would have sixth form. I love that. Because they were like, if the girls can wear skirts, but we can't wear shorts we'll wear skirts when it's hot and I think then after that I actually don't know whether they then allowed them to wear shorts or not I hope so yeah that was probably like the only time I've ever seen like the uniform dress code like opposed Mm. properly yeah but mm, I've never seen dress code be opposed because I say at sick form it was wear what you want like there was no dress code at all Mm. um but then you had the classic like tracksuit group, artsy group, <laughs> sporty <Long> group. Suits group. <laughs> yeah. God, school uniform, eh? I've never had even... experienced something or seen something at uni where someone's been told what their dressing is. Do we have a dress code at uni or not? I don't think so. I'd hope not. I do sometimes think though, when I see what people are wearing, like really like when people turn up to Zoom calls. And, like, this girl turned up to mine in her hoodie, and the hood was up. And that I does annoy me. On. Really? Yeah. It does set a bad impression. Mm. Yeah. You don't sit indoors with your hood up. <laughs> are you, Ella, 20 years old, or are you a parent? <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I've been exposed. But true. <laughs> the thing is, the lecturers always look really nice and smart most of them yeah so yeah, I, I want think, to turn up and look quite nice and presentable like nothing mm. fancy 
but I'd wear this jumper, for instance. It's a very nice jumper, so everyone who's listening. <laughs> and yeah, I don't really... I like to not necessarily be really smart, but not super casual. Presentable. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's just... I think that's presentable encapsulates a lot of different things. I think it's quite good, like... Because mm. you can be presentable in a shorts and vest top. Mm. Yeah. Just as much as you could if you were wearing... A nice shirt and jeans. But taking it back to the film. Oh yeah, sorry. It's nice, it's nice when they do their whole, they all wear vest tops to like. Yes. Back. Yeah. I can't remember what her name is, the one who um, was Got sent it. home for wearing a vest top. Caitlin. Yes, Caitlin. That was a good uniting moment. I think what's important for her being involved was like, she was part of the list or like, there was that competition she was going to get knocked off the list and she did mm. and I think it could have been perhaps in like if it was a 2000s early 2000s version of the film she would have been portrayed as like angry and trying to fight back to like regain that place on the list mm. but then it like made you realize that she didn't want to be on the list in the first place and she just felt very judged and then she became part of Moxie and I was I like that for her character in particular. Yeah. yeah. I think an early 2000s version of this would be <laughs> quite different. It's just crazy that that's a thing that happens in high schools, that they have these lists of girls, like best boobs or whatever. I just don't mm. think, I could be wrong, but I feel like that is not a thing that happens over here at secondary schools. Like I've not. Heard I've of never that. heard of that. No, no neither. Yeah, because isn't I think that's also a thing in Thirteen Reasons Why. I just bring yeah. that back. Yeah. Is. So, is this some kind of common-ish American thing, or is I've it just kind of a plot device? I don't know. Yeah. I've seen it in other things or read it. I feel like it's been in PLL. Don't know if it was the show or the book, mm-hmm. but for it's come up so often. Surely that is a thing that tends to happen. It must be. I've never seen a British film where it has that kind of list. No. no. But I also thought it was really interesting how the boys react to them being on Moxie's list. It's, mm, they take yeah. it as a compliment. Yeah. 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 It's like, they think it's boosting their ego to be mm. on that list. It's like, well, actually, no. Yeah, really like, sure. It shows the mindset different. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's those two central like male antagonists. Like they never really do learn. Mm. Like they're just like Mitchell gets pulled in, and then the other guy just kind of fades into the background. Mm-hmm. Mm. Another good thing about that situation is that they focus a lot on how Caitlin only gets pulled up on her tank top because she's got bigger boobs than some of the other girls. So they're like, oh, you can't wear that because it's very revealing on you. Mm. and because that infuriates me more than anything is when girls are told oh you shouldn't wear that because it makes you look can I say slussy is that explicit yeah just say I don't know (laughs) well it's said we might as well be explicit at this point (laughs) (laughs) the amount of times you've wanted to swear this episode (laughs) but yeah when they're just like oh you shouldn't wear that because you're just 
bring attention to yourself you make yourself look slutty and why can't I wear what I want I hate yeah. that I have to think about it because it's something I do think about because I don't like it if I know I'm going to walk somewhere I think I don't want people to catcall me for wearing that yeah you yeah. end up having to dress for other people rather than what you actually want to wear like what if I'm proud of my body and I just want to wear something a bit shorter because that's just what I'm feeling like why I'm not thinking about whether you're going to be like, oh, look at her, you know? Why is it up mm. to me? So annoying. Yeah, it's definitely important that they made that distinction. Yeah. Not many films or TV shows do mm-hmm. like highlight the double standards. Do we have any other thoughts on Moxie? I'd say, I suppose my thoughts would be that I was pleasantly surprised. Because mm. I watched the trailer and was like, well, this does look good. But part of me was like, oh, it could just end up being really, like, cheesy and cliche. Yeah. But no, I think it was, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Me too. When I watch it, I thought, I don't know if George will like it, because it might just be this cringy high school thing. But, yeah, I was really surprised as well at how good it was. So thank you to whoever, I don't know who wrote the original book. But I know Amy Polar. How do you say her name? I don't know. Right. I think that oh, sounds thingy. right. I love them. I don't know if she did she direct it. Bob's I want to say that she directed it. I don't know if it's her first like um directorial um debut. Mm-hmm. Let well, me you can only have one directorial friend. debut. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. I was trying to be fancy and I didn't. Oh. She's joined Inside Out. Yeah, okay. oh. I did not know that. Oh, so do you know, um, I really wanted to watch Inside Out, and I was so excited for it, and I didn't like it. I felt really disappointed. Oh, I do think the first. Oh, it wasn't half her is first than the second. Mm. Agreed. It wasn't her first directorial debut, but I think it's possibly kind of her biggest, apart from a few parts yeah. next episodes. But yeah. she did do a good job, and I'm the same as you guys. I was worried that it would be a bit... Mm. But actually, it was pretty good. I did enjoy it. I'd yeah. give it a solid four stars. I thought you were going to say solid four out of ten now. I thought, ooh. <laughs> That's so solid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I think four stars is good. Yeah. It's a film that I would want a lot of people to watch. Yeah. Agreed. Because it it starts these kind of conversations which from like early 2000s films you you wouldn't get a film like this no you'd have I a wish, opposite to this i wish we had this kind of film yeah like when we were the same age that the characters were yeah yeah 100 percent. because you know when you think about well if you watch some of the older films like Mean Girls and you think oh would this fly today I don't know mm. it'd be interesting to see how they would make that movie if it was being made now and I feel like this is the kind of movie that a lot of those movies would turn into if they were made today I don't know if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. so kudos to them did a good job claps to them is it time for the moment Woo. that's my jingle <laughs> That's a great yeah, jingle. We need to record that separately. Okay. Loving every third each time. I say we, I mean you. I'll just add the woo at the end. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm happy to go first if you guys want thinking. Time. I'm worried that you're going to say my one. 
I don't think so. Oh, okay, you go so. first then. Mine is Elizabeth Olsen. Because I'm pretty sure she's blonde. I did some Googling. <laughs> Most of her, I think her sisters are all blonde. She was blonde. She's been blonde for a considerate period of her life. Um, it goes to her because I've been really enjoying WandaVision. And then I started, thing is with her sisters, Mary-Kate and Ashley, mm. I know of them, but I can't remember what I ever saw them in. As a child, I'm sure they were in some something or other on Disney Channel that mm. I saw or something. But anyway, it goes to Elizabeth Olsen because she's pretty, pretty cool. Well she's done, Elizabeth. As Wanda. So, whoop, whoop. Oh, that's uh, a good one. My blonde moment goes to my friend Sophie, who I walk, had a walk with yesterday, and she's a student nurse, and she does an amazing job, and she's going to qualify this year, and I'm very proud of her, so... That's my blonde Aww. moment. Aww. Congrats, Sophie. Um, my blonde moment goes to my Year 7 English teacher, Miss Roberts, because she's just an all-round icon. And because, obviously, this week the film was set in a school and it just made me think about the really inspirational women that I had at my school because it, overall it was a really good school and being girl school it was very like come on girls I don't know the word but you know what I mean um yeah and she was amazing she was so supportive of me with my writing because obviously English was my favorite thing and she was built me up so I love her a lot oh that's very did wholesome. you really think I was gonna guess your, gonna say your English teacher no because I changed no I changed my mind <laughs> because I was gonna Amy. Okay. And then I didn't want to say her surname again, so I chickened <laughs> out and went for someone else who I thought was better anyway. Okay, okay. That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I was originally yeah, thinking about saying that. Well, yes, an English yeah. Imagine. <laughs> no. I was thinking about saying yeah, Claire Balding for doing a great job presenting the boat race, but then I was like, no. I think Sophie deserves it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, just Cambridge won those races. Just saying. Um, how do you end the call? How do I leave? Um, <laughs> Anyways, thank you very much, George, for being with us. Yeah, in this thank episode. you. Thank you for having me. I've had a wonderful time. Woo! And we'll be Woo! back next week with some Shakespeare. I'm well excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. We're so excited. It's going to be our new favourite episode, I feel it. No, but I won't be in it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I'm looking forward to listening. Thanks for listening to Tea O'Clock with Keller. See you next time.